With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Zed. I'll give him credit. Yeah, I'm not sure I dropped the putter on that one. I would at least uh, enjoy the win, but that was a lot of work, a yeah. lot of unnecessary work. Had to sweat it out, but Stephen Alker takes down the season-ending Charles Schwab Cup championship. Welcome into the show. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, six past six on your Tuesday morning. The morning of Kempi, uh, looking uh, once again like another quality day in the far north. How are you feeling, brother? Yeah, well, I'm not a hundred, put it that way, but um, you're dead right around the weather. Man, it has been an absolute cracking couple of days up here in the uh, the winterless north, and it's actually a bit cloudy out there today. Rick, there's, uh, there's a few rain clouds around. I don't know whether it's going to actually open up because it passes through the peninsula quite quickly. Um, but, yeah, mate, it's, uh, it's sort of, uh, I don't know, that... that that coldy flu season is out there. So many people I've been talking to have, have picked up a, a bug lately and are, are trying to get over it. And um, we, we're, we're not immune to it ourselves as our studio starts to go down with it as well. So, um, mate, I'm looking forward to it today. It's a, a big show. Uh, Cup Day down in Christchurch. And if you've never been to Cup Day and you're actually down in Ototahi today, make sure you go along because it is one of the best racing days, the harness meeting on a Tuesday down there in Christchurch um, that I've ever been to. It's a, it's a fantastic day. And we've got uh, a full show uh, talking a lot of uh, New Zealand Trotting Cup as well. Carter Del Giddy is on the show before 7. Greg O'Connor just after 7. Uh, Frank Endicott, who uh, owns a couple of horses as well, has been obviously the former Kiwis coach, is going to join us around 7.40 as well. No doubt he'll have a winner for us. And then after 8 o'clock, something different. Mark Borthwick, who uh, knows Russian Ravindra very well, coached him at high school, uh, is now part of the Wellington coaching setup, or overseas, I think, the Wellington coaching setup. He's going to join us after 8 to talk about this uh, star, this kid that we have unveiled, or the Black Caps have unveiled uh, at this World Cup. Three centuries in one World Cup, the first Kiwi ever to do it. Mark Borthwick joining us after 8 o'clock, so a whole bunch of stuff to get through this morning. Want to hear from you as well, double eight, double three, uh, whether it's uh, a horse today in the big race, a horse somewhere else, or or something else that you've got to say uh, as well, double eight, double three is it, and we want to hear from you, but let's get to this. Round one, fight. 
Yes, the triple threat, the three big questions of the day. And Kempe, no love lost between Rory McIlroy and Patrick Cantlay. The Irishman, in an interview just the other day in Ireland, referring to Cantlay as that dick at an interview, um, <laughs> which which made me laugh. Do you like to see this from the pros, mate? Oh, yeah, look, I don't mind it, Rick. I think, um, you know, when you've got a little bit of uh, colour colour and comments from players, especially at that level, and you're really telling people um, what you think about them, then, yeah, I, I don't think it's a it's a bad move from uh, uh, McElroy as well. I, th- I think there's a little bit of uh, residue, isn't there, from um, just recent co- competitions and, and bits and pieces. So you always know when you're in that professional arena who the Richards are, and uh, calling them out is a really... Uh, I, I guess some the players would all know it. The players would all know it, but Rory's had enough. That's what he's saying. He's, he's actually called it. Well, it's interesting because he, he obviously at the uh, this all came to a head uh, at the Ryder Cup, and uh, Joe LaCava, who is Cantlay's um, caddy, him yep. and McElroy had to be parted in the car park afterwards. So it wasn't even... You know, uh, in the heat of the moment, it was post the heat of the moment, and McElroy was talking about that, and he he just said, um, here's what angered me. My relationship with Canlay is average at best. We don't have a ton in common, and we see the world quite differently. And they're trying to defuse the situation, but I start having a go at them. Joe LaCarva used to be a nice guy when he was caddying for Tiger, but now he's caddying for that dick. He's turned into a, oh, look, I just wasn't in a great headspace. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but he's right about Lecave. Like that, that's a tournament that I was talking about, and everyone's seen, you know, uh, the caddy walking up and trying to put put McElroy off, and when points are, are crucial, obviously through the Ryder Cup. So, you know, when you when you think about it, it's like letting your co-driver in a in a big race have the final say, you know, and and you're ticking it off. He's actually throwing he's actually throwing Lecave under the bus, Cantlay, and Rory McElroy's called him out. So, I think I think they, we will hear more of this, Rick. It's um, it's interesting when they use such colourful language. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it either, mate. I, I it adds to it. So long as it's done, uh, it's it's not, I guess, WWE'd and done for that uh, sake, and they actually mean it. You know, that's that's. The, uh, I think I don't have a problem with it at all. All right, let's get to this round two. The Warriors at home for Anzac Day, Kempe. Uh, the first time since 2015 we host an Anzac game, but, oh, surprise, surprise, it's not the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Yeah, look, the draw came out yesterday, and um, I've done a quick tally-up of the the games. We're, we're probably in the bottom oh, quarter of the easiest draws, I think. I think when you look at it across the board, Getting these games, Anzac games, obviously Cam George has come out and said that they're taking a couple to Christchurch when the new stadium's built, um, getting back on the road. When you look at the draw and break it down, the three boys through the last uh, half of the competition, mate, they actually can get end up on 38 points. I've tallied up what games they should win, and some of them that'll be you know um, difficult games, but my tally has them sitting on 38 points. Yes, they've got an Anzac game at home, um, I still think that should be a test match. I think that window should be test week, test week window. Um, but you know, getting an Anzac game at home that's a, that's a, always a bonus because you know they're turning that into a fortress. But in 2023, they ended up on 38 points and finished in, uh, as we know, third position. So I think 38 points again 
get you into the top four. That's what everyone's talking about. Like, can they make the top four on the back end of that draw? On 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 paper, they should do it. On paper, they should do it. They've got arguably probably in the bottom quarter of the best easiest draws. So uh, there's never anything easier in the NRL. Um, but yeah, I feel for Mark, size 12, the South fan. Um, looks like another another season out of the uh, out of the eight for South. Oh, he's calling it early. Uh, one thing that stood out to me was with that draw, and I don't know that it, whether it's just that I haven't noticed it before, but we start with the Sharks and we end with the Sharks. That doesn't happen often, does it? Well, yeah, we actually end with a bye, um, but the, 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 the start and the beginning, like, it, it does come, as you know, it does come down to the way that you finish your season a lot of the times in the NRL, especially this year. We went into those games and, and picked up a couple of um, average results, but you know, I just I just think at the moment with the Warriors, they're not really looking at the start or the the finish. They're looking, you know, about g- grabbing the momentum that they had last year. Rogers back, um, Ch- uh, Chanel uh, Harris Davida's back, and they're looking to build on it. Now, can they do that? They've had a little bit of disruption already with Anthony Blake saying that he wants out. Um, but then the draw comes out. I, I, I guarantee you, all the NRL fans out there that are Warriors are rubbing their hands together going, man, we are in for another good season. But, you know, the thing with the NRL, you can, as we saw with Parramatta, your team, one year they're in the in the finals race, and the next year they're out, out the back end of the eight. So it's going to be a, an interesting start to the season. But I have them winning... Um, Rick, three of their first five, then I reckon they can go on a roll again and get five out of five before another three out of five and then come home with a couple of losses in the last ten. And that and that, that reads really good um, when you're looking at the draw. And, and what about uh, the uh, Magic Round game? Uh, I mean, it, it feels like it's a free hit Magic Round. You're in Brisbane, it's a bit of a carnival atmosphere. We've got Penrith up there, that's better than playing Penrith and Penrith, right? Yeah, it is. I, look, I really like the Magic Round. I think we should do it in New Zealand. You know, I think I think bringing again, it's just one of these ways to grow the game in uh, in New Zealand. You'd think that we would get a magic round. We could hold it at Eden Park. All the games are played at the one venue. Um, but yeah, when you when you're playing Penrith, you know the the big the big conversation at the moment is Jerome Luai going to go to the Bulldogs. You know, I think I think if Jerome Luai goes to the Bulldogs, they lose Crichton. Now they've lost a, a decent set of their their players. Mate, well, Penrith aren't as frightening anymore. It's interesting, isn't it? Because that's something that Craig Bellamy did really well with the Storm. Every year, the Storm would lose one, or maybe two. But uh, only a couple of years ago, they lost pretty much their entire Ford pack. And they, you know, that while they were still a tough side, they weren't the side that they were before. So how long can they sustain that, Penrith, and still be the top team in the comp? Well, the, well, the difference with Penrith and, and Melbourne is that Bellamy's had to grab players on the... You know, either the back end of their career or or coming through their career, and on the average part of the scale, and bring them into a system which they bought into, and turn them into really good players. There, there's too many to name that have come in there, and you've gone, "Oh, is that player going to go all right?" And all of a sudden, he's playing international football. You know, Origin football. Um, the difference with Penrith is that Penrith actually have a conveyor belt out there in West Sydney. They've got that performance centre, all the kids and. Um, the western parts of Sydney, there, the Black Towns, um, Mount Druitts—they all—they're all playing for the schools out there, and they're coming through the system. And they've been together for a long time, so that nucleus of that Penrith side that's playing at the moment 
that's just been broken up. They've been together since they were 15. So there's a little bit of a difference there. Um, I think Ivan's in a really good position because he is a luxury of just looking at kids as they're coming through and and looking at his salary cap and going, well, I'll probably lose this player because we can't afford him in this year and start to look at promoting players through the grades into that into those positions. And if you have a look what he did with Scott Sorensen and Cogger last year for Kikau and, and of course, um, Curacao that went to West Tigers, didn't didn't miss a beat. He didn't miss a beat. So, yep, I, I, I think Ivan, Ivan just keeps rolling those players through. It's... Um, it's a it's a wonderful position to be in, and and hopefully, if we're looking at that for us back down here in New Zealand, when we're looking at our our Jersey flag and Matthews, which is 16s and 18s coming through, we're starting to create that that same opportunity in New Zealand as well. All right, let's get to number three. Round three. Who wins in Christchurch today, Kempi? Who you got? Oh, where are, yeah, where are all man. the Kempi millions going? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've had a I've had a decent old look at it, and obviously the one to beat is Akuda. Akuda's through October ran three times, and he's beaten the likes of Kango, Beatty Joe, and the one that you like as well um, into second place, um, which is Republican the Party. one that Blair Orange is on. Republican Party, but Republican Party's actually beat him as well, um, in in the one one of those four races. So. It's a you know you look at Republican Party it's it's drawn two um, I've I've actually witnessed that big horse Krug down at um, Crandell Giddies I think Crandell Giddy and it's good that we've got Carter coming on today is the biggest threat with Republican Party and the bi- and the big boy Krug I think of them sitting both of them are sitting um, really well on the on the draw Akuda Akuda's got that really like you're a bit nervous in fourteen. Um, but with with BD Joe back there in eleven, then then when you look where Krug is, and of course he's sitting in three right next to his his other partner um, where they train. They're both Crandell Getty's horses, Republican Party. I think Republican Party or Krug may be able to get to a cooter. So I'm going to go for a trifecta here, Rick, and I'm going to put um, Krug, Republican Party, and I'm going to rack a cooter in it for my trifecta. Right, okay, there you go. Uh, you heard it here first from Kempi. If you've got uh, a tip for us for the New Zealand Trotting Cup in Christchurch today, get it through to us on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three. It is 19 past six. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.